0: This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise.
2: Hey there, welcome back to the Winning Plays Podcast with Brian Rob, and Michael Pina. I am Rich Levine. Everyone, we hope you're all safe. We hope you're all staying same in these crazy times. Uh, in today's show, we're going to run a fantasy draft. Uh, you know, Just just to cheer you up, we're going to run a fantasy draft with a pool of players from the most depressing decade in Celtics history, the 1990s. But first, as always, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen. Give us a follow on Twitter. That is at Winning Plays Pod. Shout out to CLNS Media and Online, And a special shout out to all the doctors and nurses, Everyone working at grocery stores, pharmacies, gas stations, restaurants—anyone else that I missed—who's putting themselves in harm's way for the good of the rest of us? We love you and appreciate you. Uh, B Rob and Mike Pina. Uh, B Rob, how we feeling today?
0: Uh, feeling okay. Uh, still trying to recover from that uh, horse competition on Sunday night. Um, tough feeling <laughs> for Paul Pierce, <laughs> but he had good Wi-Fi, so that was a that was a win for uh, the truth. Did, did, you so- guys, did you guys watch that? whole thing i just watched the the pierce part of it and then i saw the the clip like just like i watched him into the early stuff and just laughed at the production value so horse is
2: not the future (laughs) (laughs) horse is not going to save us is that what you guys are saying
1: horse is not the past it's not the present it's not the future
0: Uh,
1: (laughs) i watched i watched just the pierce levine thing just coincidentally that's when i put it on and uh tough beat for paul getting shut out never getting a chance to take his own shot when zach levine made that like layup the lefty layup where you weren't allowed to touch the rim i felt really bad for paul pierce who was not looking in uh in game shape let's just say
2: <laughs> zach levine my cousin zach looked pretty good
1: <laughs> he looked pretty good and then i think he proposed to his girlfriend after so uh Hey. Did you really? I didn't know that. Yeah, no, I wasn't televised. It was on. Uh, it was on Instagram. Yeah. So. Uh, what'd she <laughs>
2: what, What'd she say?
1: I think she said yes. She was oh. She was very happy. I don't think he would have posted a photo of the act on
0: Instagram <laughs> if she said no.
2: Did you like it? Should, I know you're You're a big liker. Did you like the photo? I
0: did. Yeah, of course. Okay. Double tap. Beautiful. Always. <laughs> should Should Pierce have done like defensive drills in horse? Was that the Duchess's play <laughs> with Levine? <laughs> Pierce, uh, like block a stop. Block getting a shot.
1: The, the scooter move, uh, Pierce was trying to get the scooter out to take something that he would have hurt himself. I was very nervous watching that. I'm glad he did not get an opportunity. It was really bad. It was just really bad. I mean, it feels dumb to like make fun of them for trying to put something on and entertain people. And so I don't want to go too far in, but it, it also brought everyone together and allowed us to make fun of it. So it, it, it accomplished something, I think.
2: Sure. That was Paul was taking one for the team. Yeah. And, uh, and B-Rob, you were talking before we came on about the uh, the Ray Allen interview with, with, with Cornbread. Was that this week that, that that went down?
0: Yeah, I think that came out yesterday uh, on Cedric Maxwell's podcast. And uh, yeah, just a lot, I guess not a lot new from it, but just a lot of wounds are still very much open there uh, from race perspective, clearly. I don't blame him yeah i mean yeah i mean i I mean what
2: i mean what i was i was i was reading what he said just basically that you know a lot of i mean because because he really was and and maybe it was the heat of the moment right a lot of that was garnett a lot of that was the rivalry with the heat and like how much in those moments really that that celtics team despised that heat team or just was just upset about the fact that they were being overtaken in the hierarchy of the eastern conference Mm -hmm. but uh i i mean for for ray to get like he said to get death rest to get harassed and to say for him to be sort of i don't know if he's been omitted from the from the big three necessarily but i don't know i i I don't think i think it's okay that he went and 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 got his i know i understand why people were upset but like he did he did more he did a lot more positives for for boston in what the five years that he was here than than he did negative by by leaving to go but go be happy in miami you know for, for another couple of seasons.
1: Oh, my, my thoughts on this have always been that Ray Allen made the right choice. Uh, it gave us the, I guess, the best shot, most important shot in NBA history, most impressive shot. And look, like his rationale was that the Celtics were, uh, you know, there was that trade. Uh, I forget what year it was right before the deadline. I think it was Ray Allen for OJ Mayo that yep, fell through. through yep and so it's like yeah this is the game that we all play it's a business uh he's a free agent he can go where he wants they're a team when you're under contract they can trade you so i I, like i had no problem with it i guess going to the heat of all teams but he he clearly wanted to win and so i respect that
2: yeah he's not supposed to go to the grizzlies right because he doesn't want to upset his teammates or his, his former teammates, and and he and, and again, he is the guy of the three of the big three. He's the one that sacrificed the most. He's the mm-hmm. one that stepped that stepped aside, put his stardom. You know, and not that he was, you know, he got it the other way, but he he changed his game the most. He was the Chris Bosh of that crew, and again, he deserved to to find happiness, whatever that was, and probably did not deserve uh, for people to threaten to kill him. No, probably yeah. not. I feel confident. <laughs> I feel confident in that.
0: Yeah, the reaction for that, like, obviously, he didn't deserve any of that, like, huge vitriol from the fans. At the same time, like, he has to understand with guys like Garnett, like, especially, I mean, the time, hopefully, they heal these wounds now. Because it is kind of sad that he's not showing up at, like, Pierce's retirement ceremony and, you know, KG's next year, presumably. Um, But, yeah, like, in the moment, when you... Leave when you like switch sides like that, like you have every right to do that. But when you do that and you take like half as less money to do that, then yeah, of course, like, I mean, that's KO KG's wire. Of course he's going to give you the cold shoulder forever. And like, like that's just part of the decision and it sucks, but like he has to kind of accept that too, I guess. Sure. And did, did, was there
2: a video tribute for Ray when he came back? There must've been, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: There was. Wasn't that the era like before video tributes? It was, but I think he still got one. Um, he deserves one. Yeah. I think the Celtics kinda like started that whole I think they, they started the video tribute trend, to be honest. And I was mean, Ray I, the first? He No, because they did it for like other O eight Celtics when they came back to the garden. Like quick ones when they came back at Games, like when you know, James po- James Posey maybe? Posey or Tibbs. Or, like, Scal or something like that. You know, like, dumb little guy, Like, guys that didn't matter as much, obviously. Um, Tibbs,
2: Tibbs was just him sweating on the sidelines. <laughs> yeah,
0: for- <laughs> I think <that> was it. <laughs> <laughs> him just not summing anyone out of the game in the second half when he took over. <laughs> uh coach for on
1: on on Posey uh we talked about him in our last episode about the, that contract situation and whether or not the Celtics would have won in 09 or, or 2010 if they resigned him I wrote a column for SB nation yesterday about Great the, column, thank you the about the uh five saddest title defenses of the past 20 years and I included the 2009 Celtics because of Kevin Garnett's knee injury that night in Utah and in my mentions were several people who still are angry that James <laughs> Posey was not re-signed. And, uh, I thought that that was hilarious. Yeah. For the know, record. And, oh, go ahead, Bureau. I was say, those you, are people, those were, are
2: the people threatening to murder Ray
0: Allen. The ones exactly. <laughs> 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 I actually, so we did get some feedback on this, uh, on Posey from our last podcast from at Mickey Westside on Twitter. Uh, that Posey segment killed me. The C's didn't even use their amnesty in the last CBA. They could have easily dumped his contract. Such a mistake in hindsight. Um, I think that... I'm not sure the Posey's contract would have been still going, even when that the amnesty clause came into effect, so I'm not sure that really applies there. Um, but yeah, th- like to Mike's point, people are still better about this. Um, also, feedback uh, from Joshua F. Smith. Maybe you three clowns should do some real work and do a 2020 mock draft preview. Instead of taking the easy layout with these lame redrafts, <laughs> dot, 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 nothing but love smiley face. Um, oh, he's going to love this one then. Yeah, yeah. So listen, there's a lot of time for the draft. Um, plenty, of plenty time. of time. We will be doing some in-depth research for the first time on the winning place podcast for the draft, whenever it is, um, but for now, we are still, we have a lot to sort out here. And this is, Rich, do you want to talk about how great the 90s decade was? Because I know this was the prime of your youth.
2: Yes, it was. Well, first, first I want to remind everyone that uh, with currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think that there's nothing to bet on. Well, you would be wrong. Uh, our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on, uh, from their online casino to poker and blackjack, as they are bringing, the, bringing Vegas to you. Uh, missing the NFL? No problem. BetOnline has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations that you can bet on. If you're into entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Uh, all open 24 hours a day, all online. Visit the website or use your mobile device and join today to receive your new welcome bonus. Bet Online, your online wagering solution. Uh, yes, the 1990s. I, I was thinking, this is clearly the the most depressing decade in Celtics history the the only other decade I think besides the one that that we just we just finished where the Celtics didn't win a title um but I think comparing the the 2010s and the 1990s it's it's not very close um I mean listen the, you, you had the, the retirement or the departure of the big three you had you know we, the, their only hope when 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 they disappeared was uh Reggie Lewis who, mm. who tragically tragically died um and then just uh, ownership was a mess, contracts were a mess. Uh, it was not a fun time. And then you know, right at the end of the, the decade is when Antoine Walker and then finally Paul Pierce come on board. So there is, a, there is some hope at the end of the tunnel. But uh, for most of that, I mean, all Boston sports were horrendous during that time. You had the, the Patriots making their quick uh, Super Bowl appearance and, against the Packers. But other than that, it was just not a good time for Boston sports, and we're going to relive it right now. <laughs> so uh, the, uh,
1: my favorite was uh, i remember in middle school when uh, uh ray bork won the stanley cup uh with the colorado avalanche and i remember that bus ride like it was yesterday it was like i was in like sixth grade and everyone was celebrating and i was like this is i'm not even old enough to understand how sad this is but i do understand how sad this is this is <laughs> so pathetic so pathetic
2: was there not a, there was was there a parade for him
1: Yes, oh, there yeah. was. Yeah, kids were all. leaving school. Parents were taking their kids out of school to go to that parade.
0: Thank God, mine didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then I'm just looking at the the '90s as far as the how bad it was. And so after after the '92 '93 season, the Celtics. I mean, to be honest, they should have missed the playoffs in eight straight years. They made it one year, despite having a record of 35 and 47. In '94, '95, lost to, <laughs> to Shaq and the Magic that year, and uh, in the game, they, almost, st- the they, almost, stole s- they almost
2: stole. They almost stole that. They almost stole that series. They haven't.
0: Huh. I mean, there's a, some some big names from that team that will come up in this draft, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, so just to put in perspective, so they they missed the postseason for six straight years in the '90s, um, heading into the beginning of the 2000, 2001. Now. Uh, can you guys guess what the most consecutive years the Celtics have not made the playoffs? Um, like beyond that stretch four Mike. Two. Two, Two wow. is the longest gap from a postseason appearance except for the 90s so it's uh we are blessed yeah that was uh, a a rough time uh but probably we'll never see anything like it again as long as uh this brain trust is in in charge uh, but rich do we have a do we have an order here or are we are we picking one I for uh, no
2: I just I, I just I just brought it up on my computer and let me uh let me get the NBA music going right here all right so this is this is the, the I'll go in reverse reverse order pick three rich pick two b-rob oh. the Ooh. number
0: one overall pick michael pina
1: very interesting
0: oof This isn't very, I think this is our most interesting number one overall pick.
1: It is. I had three options personally, and Mm -hmm. I think I know where I'm leaning. Should I just go ahead and kick this off? Yeah, fire it off. Okay. Uh, First overall pick, I'm going Reggie Lewis. Beautiful. 1992, all star, 26 years old. I believe he averaged about 20 points per game or just under it that year. Shot over 50% from the floor. uh, Was a bright spot in trying to, I guess, extend the the big three era, the first big three era. And uh, obviously, as you said, Rich, uh, he dropped dead. And um, it's an all-time NBA tragedy, an all-time Celtics tragedy. And it's... uh, one of those like what what could have been types of careers because if you just go back and look at some of his highlights and some games, I mean, for this I watched a, a game he played with Larry Bird where Bird had like 15 assists in 1991 and he was just so smooth and uh, had all these different uh, moves in his arsenal around the basket. He's a real uh, legitimate athlete uh, and, uh, yeah, very very tragic, but I feel like he also had the best – uh, this is the best single season any player had his 92 season uh, in the 90s for the Celtics.
2: You hate Antoine Walker, huh? I do, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying you should take Antoine Walker first overall, but um, I think he might have had a better season statistically at least.
0: Uh, uh, he was not a consideration for my number one, Antoine. No. I, was,
2: I wouldn't have taken a number one either. But
0: uh, For the record,
1: uh, just going by... I believe—I'm going to have to look this up so you can come back to me, but I believe when I was doing research for this, Antoine Walker had no season in the 90s where he finished uh, in the top 30 for single seasons in win shares, Hmm. which is kind of wild because he did have—I think he also had like a—you know, he was an all-star in his second season— And, uh, uh, I think he had the highest single scoring season of that time too, but yeah, he was just, uh, he's just not my type of player, so
0: I can't go with him. All right. Uh, next at number two, um, this is tough, but, uh, I have to, I I am going with the 34 year old Larry Bird, uh, as my second overall pick in the. Uh, From the 1991 season. uh, Respectable. Still an all-star at this point. uh, Putting up his quote-unquote worst season, which was still 19, 8, and (laughs) 7. While shooting uh, 45% from the field and 38% from 3. And this team was still pretty damn good. They won 56 games. uh, With Bird and Lewis leading the way, they... And they pushed the uh they, they fell short against the Pistons in the conference semifinals once some some injuries started to hit. But uh Bird was still you know, he was on his last legs at this point, but his last legs were still uh pretty good or much better than pretty much everyone else in this decade. So um
1: in, in uh real quick, in game one of that playoff run, it was against the Pacers and he had a triple double. So uh Bird still had it.
2: What amazes me? He still averaged a block a game. Still
0: had it. it is... legend. He's... Yeah, so I got like two. Like that, but that is, uh... yeah. You have you get two picks right now.
2: Okay, I'm going. Uh, I'm going. Pierce and Antoine, the young guns. <laughs> uh, I, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna go rookie Paul Pierce. I'm gonna go second year Paul Pierce. Only nineteen and a half a game. Uh, coming into his own. Uh, five and a half rebounds, um, and then Antoine. I mean those those, those first couple of years. So I got I got to bring something up here real quick. Um, I'm going to go with season two. I think for Antoine, 21 years old, 97, 98, 22 and a half a game, 10 rebounds a game. Uh, and again, he hadn't really gone off the deep end in terms of three point shooting yet. He was only he was he was shooting 31, percent so it's not great, but he wasn't shooting eight a game as as he eventually would as the uh, at the turn of the decade. So uh, I'm going yeah, I'm I'm going young. You guys are living in the past, I'm going there in only relative uh, <laughs> slightly less past with Antoine Walker
1: and Paul Pierce.
0: I mean anytime you get a guy that uh needs a congratulations. Team to wins.
1: Uh <laughs> I yeah. I mean the Paul it. Pierce pick. So my first my top three that I was debating were Pierce, uh Bird and, and Reggie Lewis. So all three are off the board in the first three picks. Yeah no surprise. Yeah.
2: Well, I actually took Antoine with the third pick. Pierce was the fourth pick.
1: Why do you do this to me?
2: Right. <laughs> uh, B. <B-Rob laughs> back, Rod, back to you.
0: Yes. Oh, we, uh, we should. We, so, so real, real quick, we
2: should say we're only doing eight eight rounds for this one. We're going to spare Josh Josh Smith right. um, ten rounds of this, and we'll go. We'll only go eight players for the nineties.
0: But there will be a bonus round, a bonus ninth round of the uh, the least favorite. Uh, Celtic from the 90s, or worse, Celtic from the 90s, which I very much look forward to uh, hearing what name that Rich comes up with for that one. Huh. Um, I might be, okay, right. yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay, uh, pick number five. I think this is a pretty easy one for me. Um, he can't really move at this point in his career, too, but he's still putting up 18 a game while shooting 55% from the field. Um, I'm going Mikhail. And he was a sixth man at this point in his career. Um, but just again, one of the most efficient post players ever and sacrificing for the good of the team at this point, averaging 18 a game while coming off the bench, still an all-star, um, just again, he can't move, but we're going to outsmart you with bird and McHale in our front court. (laughs) Still only 33 years old. So pretty, I never realized he was an all-star this late into his career, to be honest. Coming off the bench, like that's pretty impressive.
1: It is. It is. Uh, that's it's a sort good pick. Like
2: a, a KG was an All Star his last year in Boston as well. You know, you do it long enough, sometimes they they throw some All Star charity at you.
0: I guess so. Um, all right, Mike, number six. So I and get seven, two right. I'm two in two. a row here.
1: I am going with uh, Robert Parrish, Mister uh, Dependable. 37 years old, (laughs) Uh, 1991 season. He had a very high uh, true shooting percentage that year. And uh, the single highest win share total of the decade for any Celtic was his 1991 season. Really? Yes. So quality year from Robert Parrish, despite being a million years old, but he played until, I think he retired two years ago. So, um, <laughs> so I mean, shout out to Robert Parrish. So that's going to be our starting center. And then, uh, I think, uh, Rich, you're going to love this pick slash hate no. this pick. I'm going, <laughs> uh, 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 Kenny Anderson, the Ooh, oh. 2000 season from him. Uh, rich infamously selected kenny anderson uh, a bit too high in my opinion in our last draft so i'm getting i think a better version of kenny um right here
2: i still ended up with the best team which was crazy too despite despite that that big leap (laughs) uh and and after what you said about kenny and that show it's a disgrace that you would choose him at this point in the in the the draft (laughs) but nothing we can do about that so kenny anderson
0: congratulations you got a great point guard Alright. Um yeah, this is uh there is no clear pick here for me. There and this no. is to it's be already, honest, it's still, ha-
1: we're already off a cliff.
0: We're already off a cliff and the there's just not a lot of separation from picks like eight to, to twenty four in this draft. Um So I'm gonna kinda go on feel here. I need again I got a lot of old guys in the front court. We need to do something to To spice things up To get the crowd a little more excited We need some athleticism on this team And there's no better guy To do that in the 90s than D. Brown Mm. um, For the Celtics And despite his You know claim to fame being uh, The dunk contest win In the early 90s He still averaged 15 a game Um, His best year I'd say was 94-95 Averaged 15 a game Shot 38% from three Um, while playing 35 minutes a game, and uh, just was did good athleticism, good defense, could pass a little bit, average four assists a game, and um, again there were some pretty crappy teams, but he was an important part of uh those good early '90s teams. Uh, when he was even during his rookie year uh, in 1991. Yeah, can I just add
1: that? Uh, if we were power ranking the the highest points of 90s Celtics basketball, like, I think D. Brown's performance in the dunk contest might be number one for
0: me. Yeah. Is that, like, a hot take? Am I being too harsh? I don't think so. (laughs) so (laughs) Definitely from, like, the mid-90s on. Like, I think what we already went, like, because I have very little memory of, like, the early 90s series, because I was just so young at that point that it didn't really my her, but, like, D. Brown winning the dunk contest was like, alright, that's like, you got the poster, you got the pump shoes. It was 1991
1: like, and, yeah, he was wearing those Reebok pumps. Right. Uh, I remember my dentist had a poster in his office, and that was like the only reason why I... W- I, I, mean, I remember just staring at that poster when I'm getting like my tooth like drilled out and feeling immense pain, so... um yeah, just a real, uh, an awesome time, I guess. Even though, like looking back, if you were to watch that dunk contest now, it's not that impressive. Uh, I was just so, thinking, it holds up. Really, I have not watched it in a while, so maybe I spoke too soon out of turn. But um, well,
2: I'm just I'm just looking at the picture. I'm just looking at the photo of him with his with with his eyes covered. He was pretty high. I mean, I th- I think personally that dunk. I don't know, but I can't speak for the whole contest. But that dunk holds up for me.
1: Yeah, there's a story here that I'm I'm just Google searched it and there's a story on the Undefeated recently about d brown's performance and so i'm going to read that afterwards i probably should have read it before for research for this but i did not anticipate us spending (laughs) this much time talking about a dunk contest performance but why
2: don't just read it over the over the air it's probably more interesting than the rest of this
1: draft (laughs) (laughs) i will say d
2: D winning that dunk contest was certainly the coolest thing i think that happened uh, no question in the 90s other other than maybe drafting paul pierce or antoine making the all-star game i thought i remember that feeling pretty cool actually no d d brown's dunk and uh, the employee number eight commercial. Yes. For yes. Antoine Walker.
0: <laughs> what about Patino's hiring? That's uh, yeah. Uh, that's by far the low low point. Like no no question about it.
2: So D Brown, B up oh,
0: Tim Duncan, Tim Duncan draft is a low. Tim Duncan uh, lottery is a low point. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. So D Brown is my third pick. Uh, I guess. What would you? I guess I'll put him at the shooting guard, but he can play. He's not a hybrid guard. He can play both.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah i mean larry La- La- larry's gonna run the offense for you mostly right. Larry's
0: running the offense exactly um all right rich you got two s- speaking of running the offense
2: yeah speaking of running the offense i need i need a little general on my squad mm. so i'm going with 93 uh, 94 sherman douglas
0: damn it uh <laughs> oh, i was hoping he'd fall
2: seven s- 78 games 36 and ni- 36 minutes a night and average 13 points and almost nine assists a uh, guy just knows how to run an offense, and I think we need someone to keep Young Paul and Young Tuan in, in uh, you know, in order. So that's why I'm. My first pick is Sherman Douglas, and then I just got I got to get a little, a little, uh, a little strength uh, in the post, some offense. I, I'm, I'm going to be a very, I'm going to be a very offensive heavy team. Not much defense on this squad, and I got to go with my man Dino Raja, um, ninety five. Oh, yes. And a, and and I know because Pina's so upset that he made the Hall of Fame despite his his international contributions to the game. 95-96, um, Dino Raja. So basically, he averaged in in, uh, in that year, he only played 53 games, but averaged 19.7 points and 9.8 rebounds a game, basically a twenty ten, along with one steal and one and a half blocks. And uh, he's not going to play center. Oh, maybe he'll play some small ball center for me. I might need some, some more... Uh, so I'll have to find a, a big guy to play some defense, but for now it's Sherman Douglas and Dino Raja.
1: I have I have two quick uh, trivia questions for you about Dino Raja. Uh, oh, okay. Num- I guess love the this. number one actually isn't a trivia question. It's more like why did he play only four seasons in the NBA? Do you do you know the answer? to That I'm, I'm I do not. I do. Why?
2: Well, because as as he was one of the the original Cigarettes. guys who came over. <laughs> no so he was one of the first guys that came over from uh from abroad mm-hmm. he was playing in croatia and at the time when he was drafted in the nba his 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 team and and uh it well, was yugoslavia at that point said no we don't we're you're not we you are not you are not going so he came to boston he was uh in a in a long legal battle he was basically he, he basically escaped to to boston and he was in court uh, i think massachusetts uh district court i forget which one but uh and yeah, and they ordered that he had to go back to Croatia and he and he played there for another two seasons. And then he was going to come back come to the Celtics after those two seasons. At which point he got a, like a mega deal from a team in Italy in Rome that was basically just trying to buy a championship. They had like Rick Mahorn on that team. I think Michael Cooper was on that team. Oh wow. So right when he right when he was supposed to come to uh to Boston, he got a, like a multi-multi-million dollar deal from a team in Italy. So went and played two seasons seasons there, and then eventually came to Boston. I think when he was like twenty six, uh, and then injuries cut up with him, and maybe some of the cigarette smoking. Yeah, but I knew,
1: uh, I, I knew you were going to have the backstory, so I appreciate <laughs> yeah. He that. was he, he
2: was a trailblazer. It's not easy for the trailblazers, you know.
1: Um, my my actual trivia question is: uh, How many three pointers did he make in his career? I'm gonna say zero. Uh, Seventeen zero is correct mm. so uh <laughs> <laughs> it's close i think i tipped my hand there uh asking that question yeah. because uh, as rich knows he dino Raja is not not my guy so <laughs> i was able to take a little dig there with that trivia
2: if that's the worst you can do that he didn't hit any three pointers in a time that no one was shooting three pointers uh he's tempted three i can see now that i'm looking yeah um but yeah i still love you we love you dino
0: <laughs> All right, uh, I'm up now. With my fourth round pick, um, and it's funny. I just, as I was uh, bringing up this player stats, I just realized I didn't know who this player was traded for, and it was the the guy who Rich just picked,
2: Clarence uh, Weatherspoon. No, oh Sherman Douglas. I thought you were talking about uh, yes. the Dina Raja for Clarence Weatherspoon. Deal.
0: Yes. So can you guys answer this? Who who uh, was traded? Who the Celtics traded in order to acquire Sherman Douglas? Todd Day.
2: I know the answer is Brian Shaw.
0: <laughs> it is Brian Shaw. <laughs> By the way, I was I shocked. Todd Day.
2: I was shocked at Brian Shaw's season for the Celtics that you're about to draft him for.
0: Yes, I not terrible. I he thought I had a poster, um, in the early '90s in my room, and it was it was Lewis and and Shaw, um as the, the backcourt of the future. And then there is, I mean, if you don't know about Brian Shaw's story, it's really interesting just in terms of the, all the, you know, contract issues that he had with the Celtics alligator and negotiation stuff. But his ninety ninety one season at age 24, after he came back from Italy, uh, averaged 13 a game um, and eight assists a game for, uh, you know, a 56-win Celtics team and played 35 minutes a night, was a, a huge part of that team. And that was easily his best NBA season. He obviously bounced around a lot before he got all his rings with the Lakers late in his career. Um, but was part of some really good magic teams in the mid nineties as well. Um and was just a a solid, uh heady, mostly backup guard for most of his career. But he was a, a top starter for the season, in the, in the early nineties.
2: And I'll say he so you just mentioned he, he went to Italy. That's where that he went and played a year abroad. That was for the same team that Dino played for no virtuous Roma who was just 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 handing over insane contracts to anyone that would come play
0: It's nuts um all right Mike fourth and close out the story lineup here uh I'm going with this is going to be uh
1: this is an interesting pick that I kind of forgot about until I went back and did my research but I'm going with 35 year old Dominique Wilkins 1995, 94-95 nice Ooh, 1995 2495 season um yeah so a, a year after this he did play 77 games averaged over 30 minutes a night uh, shot 39 percent from the three-point line on four attempts per game which I was Whoa. I was shocked by frankly uh, he I, I guess there was there were earlier spots in his career where he had blips like that but that completely stunned me um, 18 points a night. Uh, a year later, he was in Greece playing professionally, uh, and this is uh, post-Achilles tear uh, for him. Uh, one of the most underrated players, like, great players in, in league history. Um, yeah, I'm just going with, like, uh, the veteran guile, the, uh, the, the panache of someone like Dominic Wilkins, and even though his one year in Boston, I guess, is, like, Objectively forgotten and overlooked, it's still, uh,
0: still, still cool to have him on my team right now. <laughs> it's the biggest free agent signing in Celtics history for about 20-25 uh, years <laughs> until the last few years.
2: <sighs> no, it's wild. Yeah. If you go, if you go to Dominique's Wiki, Wikipedia page, the picture is of his year in playing in Greece.
0: Are you serious? Yeah, <laughs> t- is,
2: talk about talk about an insult.
0: That is, that's not right. Um, okay. Right, who's your next pick? Who's your second pick, Mike? Uh,
1: I am going with Dana Barrows. Mm. I am, I, I think listeners might know, I think I said this in the last one, I'm related to Dana Barrows, but.
2: You're related to Dana Barrows and Ryan Gomes?
1: Yes, both.
2: Holy shit. I know. How are you not in the NBA?
1: Yeah, what the heck happened? You guys have seen me, so <laughs> there you go. It's like
2: Danny DeVito, in twins. <laughs> no.
1: um Dana Barros, uh in I guess his uh, his entire Celtics career I think he averaged or shot over 40 percent from behind the three-point line just one of the best three-point shooters of his era not not like super high volume by today's standards but high volume by then uh but relative to the, the time he played in and uh this was the year after he Uh, was an all-star for the Philadelphia 76ers. So he never was that same player in Boston for a variety of health-related reasons. And the fact that Boston was just a sinkhole for literally everyone who went there. But uh, (laughs) I need some spacing, as, as any team does. And so I feel like with, you know, Reggie Lewis, Dana Barrows, like, I got a good athletic basketball team.
0: All right, um my fifth pick. We need we still don't have a center. But to be honest, there's really no one good enough here to to justify taking. We're, we're going to play some small ball with McLeay at the five. And to be honest, with our front court, we need some uh some depth there in the front uh, on the wing for Larry when his back gives out. So um <laughs> So this guy is again, I'm sticking all early 90s here, but this was uh, another crucial cog on this team and actually uh had was in boston for a good six years here uh in the early 90s kevin gamble um Solid. his again 90 91 was his best season averaged 15 uh points per game shot uh absurd 58 percent from the field <laughs> while taking 11 shots a game as a 6-5 small forward which is just that's a banana stat to me he didn't take any threes obviously um, until later in his career, but to shoot 58 percent from the field, um, as a six foot five guy is uh, pretty absurd. But yeah, he was a, a scorer, averaged you know fifteen a night, played thirty three minutes a game, didn't do much else. But uh, we're gonna score, we're gonna outscore you on this team. So
1: real quick, I got I got a couple of thoughts about Kevin Gamble. Number one, I don't remember ever watching him play basketball. Don't know what he looks like. <laughs> Uh, that's not true. Number the, best two, num-
2: the best number 34 in Celtics history. <laughs>
1: oh, wow. Um, <laughs> number two, I I know I've been citing win shares quite a bit here because that's kind of how I built my list, but uh, his 91 season at 25 years old, the one you're referring to, b when he had a 62% true shooting percentage, was the third highest win share season of any player from the entire decade. So,
0: wow. I guess, what a What a steal. In the fifth round, yeah, he was
1: he was on my list. I I, I was thinking of going with him or or, or Dana Barrows or Dominic Wilkins, but uh, I was hoping he would be overlooked. But I guess I guess not. Um, and Gotta then take the gamble, yeah, good one. And <laughs> I, I was I was watching uh, some some clips to try to on YouTube to try to like get a feel for Kevin Gamble's game before this pod. And I think yeah. I can't say for certain, but I think he shot so efficiently because larry bird set him up on just about every single basket <laughs> yeah that sounds right <laughs>
2: yeah they say larry made, made his teammates better though that, that's one thing i've heard about larry bird
0: yeah <laughs> well that's why i'm getting all his teammates on his team right now so that's, that's fair uh, that's true we're, we're we're lining up well here um all right rich round up your starting five here and then we'll go through our starting fives and before we get to the benches
2: okay um I gotta go. With, uh, I know what I'm what I'm doing right now.
0: So for my, who should I take first?
2: Doesn't really matter. Okay, uh, my two guys. I'm taking Xavier McDaniel, ninety two, oh, ninety three, just are a monster. Best, man. That's gonna set the tone. I, I got Dino Rogers, my only big man right now. Dino and Antoine are <laughs> my, my only post players. I need someone that's gonna come in and just just run shit. You know what I mean? Like in, in the playoffs, no matter where you are, you can count on the X man. The thing about Xavier, he didn't miss games. I think he played. It was time with the Celtics. I have this up here. Anyway, I'll come back to it. But Xavier McDaniel, uh, 92-93 was a specific season. Played 82 games, 13.5 points, uh, six rebounds. Um, and then my next pick, I'm going to go with, uh, I was surprised, just as I was surprised with Brian Shaw's uh, that season that he had with the Celtics. David Wesley, 96-97. Ah, hoping he
0: fall. Good pick.
2: Yeah. I mean, the 74 games, 40 minutes a night. But um, he he had 16.8 points, 7.3 assists, 2.2 steals, shot 40% from three. Uh, Great season. Yeah, that was really impressive. And then he just walked as a free agent. Um, so yeah, Xavier, <laughs> Xavier McDaniel and uh, David Wesley.
1: Isn't he, right, uh, is it, isn't McDaniel Loki one of the like biggest psychos in NBA history?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, he certainly was was an intense dude. I don't know much about like his off I don't know much about his off the court uh, psychoness. Yeah, but he certainly was not a dude you want to fuck with, in between the lines.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, or outside my, the lines, I imagine. Yeah. Is it my pick or or no? No, so let's go. It's, it's gonna be my pick. Let's go through our okay. starting fives real quick right now. Uh, really, All right. Go ahead. right,
2: I'm uh, Antoine, Paul Pierce, Sherman Douglas, Dino Raja, and Xavier McDaniel.
0: Big front court. Um, I have Brian Sean, D. Brown on my backcourt, Kevin Gamble, Bird. It's pretty much the 90-91 Celtics, Bird and (laughs) (laughs) McHale with no Parrish on my team. Or Reggie Lewis. Or Reggie Lewis. Uh, Kenny Anderson, Reggie Lewis,
1: Dana Barrows, Dominique Wilkins, Robert Parrish.
2: All right.
0: All right. Solid. Um, So looking at the bench here. There are some – I still don't have a center. Still not going to go there yet. Um, Was really hoping David Wesley would fall, but that's off the board here. So let's go – I drafted him for the 2000s, and let's bring him back for the 90s um, when he was a little younger and scored a little more. Eric Williams. um, Solid. Did his first in with the Celtics. I believe he averaged – Let me pull this up real quick. I believe he averaged at least 15 points a game. Um, Yeah, in his second NBA season, 24-year-old, 96, 97, averaged 15 a game, um, four rebounds, two assists. Again, just a dirt dog mentality, but he's got a little more jump in his legs at this point of his career. And before he – I think he got traded to the Nuggets early in 97. Yeah, he was traded –
2: See that Rod Mercer trade?
0: You know what? Not to leak Pina's only, next pick. He was <laughs> traded for. He was only traded for two second-round picks, which is wild to me. Um, mm. But then the Celtics got him back two years later in the in the Mercer trade. So, there you go. Is it my
2: turn? Pina, you got two.
1: Wow. You got two left, Mike. Uh, my first one. I'm going with. I'm going with Danny Fortson. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing it because. It's his time with the Celtics was one year. It was really bad, and <laughs> if you look at his basketball reference page and just his numbers, like it's like a there's these two peaks and then a valley for the Celtics season. Like he goes up, da- like way down, and then back up again. So I, I, there's something there. I've I've always thought he, he you know rebounding his rebounding has translated everywhere he went except for when he was on the Celtics for whatever reason um and just a big body who i I could come off the bench and be kind of like our bruiser so i like that i like that uh that aspect of his game uh my my next pick after that i'm i'm kind of reaching here but i don't care um i'm going with bruce bowen 26 years old uh 1998 he you know Played like 20 minutes a game. He almost shot below 40 percent from the floor. This was not the Bruce Bowen that we all know from the San Antonio Spurs. But he's not like that far removed from it. And so, if we know that he'll eventually be that type of player and and be that ridiculously valuable three and D prototype, maybe we can mold that out of him. Uh, we will. We will see. We're not positive, but I do like the. Uh, his willingness to play dirty, we know that as well, so uh we're happy with, with Bruce Ballard. Beautiful.
0: All right. Alright. Um i have my seventh round pick here. Um I'm actually surprised this guy is still on the board. I thought about him with the last pick. Um and, and similar to what Mike just how Mike just described, um Bruce Bowen, this guy became a pretty pivotal part of some title teams down the line once he left Boston. Can I guess who that, you're going to uh... pick? Yes, please. <laughs> Rick Fox?
2: No, he's Chauncey Billups.
0: That is correct. <laughs> um, don't spoil my last pick, Rich. Uh, but yeah, Rick Fox is the choice here. Ah, um, that's what I wanted. Actually played six years with the Celtics, which is kind of surprising to me. Um, since you mostly remember him as a Laker. But he did, his best year, I would say, is 96-97. His last year in Boston averaged 15 a game, shot you know 36% from three, and averaged five rebounds and four assists a game. So him and David Wesley leaving, leading those garbage uh, M.O. car teams, but playing pretty respectably in the process. So uh, I like, like him coming off the bench with Eric Williams. like my versatility a lot there
2: righty. I would have liked to have Rick Fox. Uh, he was going to be my pick, so I am going to pick Chauncey Billups. Uh, Twenty-one years old. Again, he only he only played you know, half a season before he was traded with with D Brown actually for Kenny Anderson, uh, but had you know eleven uh, average eleven points and four assists, one and a half steals a night. Uh, just cut, brings it brings a lot of energy off the bench. And then I really like the idea for my last pick, my final pick. Um, I need another big. I'm going to go with a guy named Derek Strong. Uh, I don't (laughs) know if you guys remember Derek Strong.
0: I don't. I do. I did see that name today in my research.
2: Played one season, 94-95 with the Celtics. Was was a beast. Him and Xavier McDaniel together are going to bust some heads down the post. He averaged only 6.3 points and 5.4 rebounds a game. But he was a good rebounder. He was a good defender. He was just a solid dude. So uh, Chauncey and Derek Strong.
0: Just a great name too.
2: It's a great name, and he he embodied right. he embodied just, it.
0: It's how he played. Um, okay, my last pick again. Still need a center here, uh, at some point, and there are a lot of stiffs on this list. You know, you think about the Andrew De Clerks and the Vitali Potapenko's, and who could forget Eric Montrose. But um, I'm really happy this guy is still out there. Um, since this was his... Uh, he was traded to Boston early in his career. Uh, Tony Bati. Good pick. Uh, who, again, was very young. He, most of his time came into the 2000s, but the 23-year-old uh, Tony Bati was still averaging 20 points a game. I mean, excuse me, not 20, 20 minutes a game, six points a game, six rebounds. You know, just do the dirty work down low. Don't steal shots from Larry or McHale or, or Kevin Gamble. Um, and is very solid offensively so I'll, I'll take that to, to run out my bench all
1: right
2: pina
0: okay um
1: i don't really like the rest of yeah these these picks are just such trash
2: um there's one there's one pretty solid player by the way that i i think i should have taken instead of derek strong
1: okay well i disagree
0: you gotta take your guy Todd Day <laughs> I,
1: I, I, that's literally what I was going to say uh, because I've been <laughs> crapping on him for the glut of this entire exercise the past few weeks I'm just going to take Todd Day uh, I, have, I have nothing um, nice to say about Todd Day I just recall him being a thorn in my side as a small child and liking very little about his game and what he brought to the table so uh, I'm I'm going with him, and then I'm just gonna go with like a familiar name. Uh, I think
2: that's it. By the way,
0: yeah, that, that, that's, that's it. I have I no more picks. No
2: yes, more r- picks, yeah. Ron Ron that's Mercer easy. will not be selected no. in this draft. Mercer
0: not selected. Okay. Wow.
1: Yeah, no, I was not gonna take. Uh, I was not gonna take uh, Ron Mercer for the record. Oh, really? No. Er-
2: Eric Montrose, Ed Pinkney.
1: No. Do you want to keep guessing? Who's, who's it gonna? Uh... John Bagley.
0: Walter McCarty.
1: No. Wow, Walter McCarty just did not get drafted by anybody. No. Yeah. Uh, I was I was going to go with Calbert Cheney.
0: Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. I
2: was surprised by how shitty his season with the Celtics was. I thought it was a every, little bit
1: better. year was that? Yeah, every season was awful.
0: <laughs> what well, year
2: did um, Calbert
1: Chaney play? 2000.
2: Huh. 99, 2000. Yeah, so he counts.
0: 2000. All right. Huh. All righty. Uh, all right. So let's go over our teams real quick. Um, I'll start... Brian Shaw, D. Brown uh, in the backcourt. Kevin Gamble, Bird, McHale uh, in the starting five. And the bench, Eric Williams, Rick Fox, and Tony Petit.
2: Solid. I got uh, Antoine, Paul Pierce, Sherman Douglas, Dino Raja, and the X-Man as my starting five. And then uh, David Wesley, Young Chauncey Phillips, and Mr. Derek Strong as my (laughs) my eighth man.
1: Uh, Todd Day. I really regret that pick. Uh, Danny Fortson, Robert Parrish, uh, Dominique Wilkins, Bruce Bowen, Dana Barrows, Reggie
0: Lewis, and Kenny Anderson. Great pick! Mike, I feel like you're going to just destroy us in the glass with Parrish and Fortson. Yeah, that's the idea. Uh, that's but I like. I'm going to run you guys off the floor with with Shaw, and D Brown, and Gamble. Fun Keep birds, hang them up. Fun times. <laughs> um rich do you have time for worst picks round real quick or do you gotta roll
2: uh yeah real quick i mean I, I, and i i feel bad saying who i think was the least, worst
0: i mean there are some guys favorite, least favorite least favorite least celtic. favorite it's an individual choice i mean mark blount
2: area. was blount was probably my least favorite celtic of all time other, was other, other, 90, was other than maybe jeff green um no he wasn't he was he was in the he was in the 2000 he was 2000-2001 my least favorite celtic of the 90s. It was crazy cuz I didn't I, I I don't feel like we had the the luxury of hating Celtics. We didn't even know what it was like to like Celtics back then. Um but like Matt Wenstrom is a guy that I always I always uh had fun with AC Earl, you know, he was a, he was a number one pick who didn't really pan out. Um I don't want to say least favorite cuz I liked all these guys. Thomas Hamilton, remember that dude? I think it was like 350 pounds. played played a couple months with the, with the Celtics. Who do you who do you have? Who's your choice?
0: Um. Yeah. This is I I think of this guy always because of how uh, ridiculous looking his jump shot was. Uh, Marty Conlon <laughs> uh, just always was an imprint in my mind. He actually played a lot for I think it was mid 90s team, but just the the free throw form was always like just ludicrous to me so that that's who stuck out of my mind
2: one guy that didn't get drafted who i think deserves some credit is adrian griffin i like that dude too i for somehow somehow he slipped off my list
0: coaching career coaching right yeah yeah Yeah. coaching career
2: i put purvis ellison on my least favorite celtics list as well
0: yeah that's that's probably second to me uh who do you got mike
1: uh my one of my least favorite players of all time uh rick fox i (laughs) i just i despise rick fox uh he I mean just I know that the Celtics I, th- I think they released him or something before he went to the Lakers so whatever but like he was uh you know going to the Lakers I hated that I hated that he was kind of like the captain or whatever of the Celtics this bad Celtics team so just kind of mm-hmm. being the front face of something so terrible and depressing and then I you know this was like me being a, a little kid but like watching him kind of like think about venturing and becoming an actor. I remember being like, what is happening here? This person does not care about the Celtics. I I do not care about him. Um, Yes, Eddie. uh, uh, I think he was in He Got Game. Oz, which was just, I I should not have been watching that at that time. That really messed up my brain. But (laughs) seeing him on there, I I really did not like him. Uh, So, yeah, Rick Fox, always and forever, one of my least favorite players of all time.
0: We'll never forget the Doug Christie, Rick Fox, uh, fight <laughs> in the, uh, the tunnel preseason fight. I was actually watching that yeah, live. Yeah, of course. Legend. That was, uh, that was always legendary. Um, all right, that's, oof, we made it through the nineties, guys. Didn't think we'd do it. I can't um, wait till we get to
2: the fifties. What's that? A couple of weeks yeah. from
0: now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think we're going to, so we will do the eighties. We'll see if we, how much momentum we have oh, man. going after the eighties, but the eighties should be fun. Uh, Maybe after week, the '80s, we'll just do uh, uh, like that, the the previous
1: everything before the '80s or something like that.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah, that's a good pre '80s.
2: Maybe uh, uh, can Dave Cowens different. come on and host the draft for us?
1: You know, <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, yeah, I'll what's check her, in. Uh, what's the latest with him? <laughs> he didn't call you guys. Been in touch at seven? Yeah, <laughs> no, we we haven't been in touch since that article published. But uh, I'll be I'm happy to ask to reach out.
0: <laughs> Cool. Um all right, well until then Mike will be on the, the Cowan sun for the next week and we'll be back with you guys uh next week with more with more drafting fun. Uh stay safe and stay healthy out there everyone.